Now, one of the most common questions that get asked by new website freelancers are, what should I charge? Now, especially if you've worked for other companies or just you're relatively new to the industry, it can be hard to know what your price points should be. After all, if you look at job boards like Upwork, where you're competing against people from all over the world, and customers, they just wanna pay as little as $500 or upwards of $10,000 for a website. So where exactly do you fit in? Here's the key thing with all of that. Your pricing is pretty customizable and it's dependent on a few factors. But I can tell you right now that you shouldn't sell a website for less than $5,000. But if you don't have the right experience or even the customers to back up that price point, it can be a tough sell. So what you have to do is go through a few deciding factors to get to the right range for you and your business. And don't forget that these rates don't have to be your final rates for the rest of your career. They can and should increase every few months to a year as you continue to build websites and have that proof in your portfolio. Now, in today's episode, I want to walk you through the seven factors you need to take into account with pricing your websites and then the options to charge for those websites you're building. Let's go. You're listening to the Digital Masters Growing Your Web Dev Business Podcast. I'm Marisa Vanskyver, aka Captain Coder. I'm a web developer, copywriter, and digital marketing strategist and educator who's been working in the industry since before Facebook business pages even existed. Each week, I take you through actionable strategies that you can use to improve your own web design business and make more money with every website you build. Now, if you don't have a writing utensil of some kind, classic pen and paper, Rocketbook, iPad and Apple Pencil, or a notes app handy, I highly recommend you grab something now. With each of these seven factors, you'll want to take note of where you and your business are and where the websites you build fit into each of these. So number one. What services are you including? Now, first, let's talk about the services you're including when you build a website. I know a lot of website freelancers that simply build the website. They don't write the copy. They use a pre-made template or design to create the look. And they're more or less just getting the website live for their customer. Now, while I certainly don't feel like that's the best method for any website designer or developer to take, I understand that especially as you're starting out, you know, that might be the reality of what you're doing. Now, when it comes to pricing your websites, take into account what you're act- exactly you're doing for your customers with that website. Are you just building a website or are you providing copywriting services? Are you creating the website structure? Will you be doing on-page SEO work or providing web accessibility within the website? So write out the basic services that you include in your websites you're building. Chances are you're doing more than just coding it out. Even when I just code a website, I'm still able to show that I'm coding for web accessibility and following SEO best practices. Now, the more services you're including within that website, the more time it's going to take you to build it. But more than that, the value you're providing is much greater when you're including more services within a website build. Plus, 
Not all of us are going to be comfortable writing website copy, but we want to provide that as a service for the websites we build. Now, that can mean hiring a professional copywriter, which drives up your overhead. These are all factors that influence how much a website costs you to produce and allows you to decide what you want your profit margins to be. Now, number two, your skill level. The next factor you have to take into account with your pricing, what's your skill level? Basically, how new are you to building websites as a whole? Now, I'm not a huge proponent for free work, but I am a proponent for charging lower prices to build up your portfolio. Want to know why? Well, your work is worth something. But if you're brand new into websites or just freelancing in general, it, you have to earn the trust with your clients. Now, you also shouldn't be trying to charge $10,000 when you've never built a single website before. When you're a newer coder or website designer, I recommend that you cut your teeth on a couple of smaller projects. Ones that you can learn on without getting so overwhelmed, which can happen when you try to tackle a huge site off the bat. Starting off small will allow you to charge a lower rate too. That will be more amenable to the customer taking a gamble on you. Now, another thing is to consider the first couple websites to build in a new to you method. Now, for instance, if you've built websites in Squarespace and you're now transitioning to WordPress, you may not charge the full value right up front. I've even honestly told customers I was cutting their price because I was experimenting and were they okay with that? Now, building websites is honestly all about gaining the experience. The longer you do it, the faster you become, but the better you become too. Now you'll be able to add in more services, increase the value of the end product, and thus increase your prices. But another thing to keep in mind, if your skills are a bit more specialized, you'll be able to charge more. Now, someone who's using the same tools a client could, say Squarespace, Wix, Elementor, Divi, etc., shouldn't be charging the same way that a coder who's building a custom WordPress theme does. The skill involved with creating something with custom code is just different and it's more valuable. Clients understand the value of a custom solution where it might be harder to convince them to pay you to build a Divi website when they just did that themselves the last time they built a website. Now, number three, the type of website you're building. Now, if you look at me, the types of websites you build varies greatly from project to project, but that also means that my prices vary wildly from project to project. A client that hires me to build a small informational website for their business is not going to pay as much as the client asking for a more customized e-commerce or e-learning solution. That's because simply, the functionality required for an e-commerce solution is just more labor intensive than a simple informational website. Typically, e-commerce clients will also understand that they need to pay a bit more to get those secure functionalities too. They know what they're asking for requires a bit more specialized skill set. 
But I will say, not everyone does. And frankly, the ones that don't understand that they're hoping to make, say, $5,000 a month on e-commerce sales should think to pay about twice that for an e-commerce website. They're not the ones you want to work with. Many times, clients don't understand the final details and the time things take. When you're creating a membership area for a website, for instance, you have to communicate to your client what all it takes to build that out. They say their competitors have one and they think it should be easy, right? Well, unfortunately, no, it's not. So when you're working with clients that want to make and get these more specialized websites. You have to remind them that not only of the time that it takes to create the website, but of the value that they're getting in return. Just because they ask doesn't mean they understand they need to have a bigger budget. Now, number four, who your clients are. What will affect your price probably more than anything else? Who you're building your websites for. Now, let's be honest, clients that are a brand new business will not always have the right budget for a custom website solution. More established companies, however, tend to know what they're paying for and tend to have a better budget. Now, if you work with a specific type of client or niche, that can affect what your pricing looks like too. Now, if you're dealing with an industry where their annual revenue tends to be in the millions, chances are they're likely going to be okay paying higher price tags for websites. Okay, so why doesn't everyone go after these whale clients? Sometimes they're not always the most fun to work with. Sometimes they expect large teams when they outsource a website, and maybe you don't want to work with a large team. Getting in the door to work with some of these whale clients can also be a little difficult, too. What you do need to decide is to find the types of clients you want to work with and ones that you may already have a little bit of an in with, a little bit of a network. And you don't have to settle on a specific niche either. I actually prefer to work with small businesses that have fewer than five employees and a business owner that is still super involved. It's more fun for me to dive in and tell their stories. Now, I typically am building their second or third iteration of a website, so they have a budget, but they may not have worked with a website or a developer before. See how that works? You don't have to niche down to be to a specific industry to get clear about who your client is. Just pick clients that can actually pay what you want to charge and how you want to work. Now, number five, the scope and size of the project. Now, this goes in a bit with the type of website you're building, but the size of the project matters. When I'm building a website that's only five pages, that's a wildly different price tag to one I build with 30 pages that I know will require even more revisions. When you're looking at charging for a website, whether hourly or a flat rate, which we'll talk about here in a minute, you'll need to account for client feedback. It's not all about how long it takes you to build something, but also how many changes they might request. And believe me, they'll request some kind of changes. Now, the larger the website, not only the more hours it'll take to build the website, but also the chances are high that you'll need more revision time too. 
You may also want to include some language in your contract to prevent scope creep and keep what you're doing pretty on track. Now, in my own contracts, I include a line that we can add other features in a phase two of the website that will be quoted separately from the current project. Then it's up to my discretion to invoke that when a client asks for tweaks or additions that just go outside of what we'd originally discussed. Asking for a new form, for instance, not a big deal. But if they suddenly want to sell products, that's a totally out of scope item. Now, number six, the features you need to include, which this brings us to the features and tools you're going to be including in the website. Just like the type of websites you're building, simple versus e-commerce, affect how you charge, so do the tools and technologies you're using to build the website. Basically, the more intricate and complex features that you'll need to create the website, the more time and the more skill it takes to create the website. That's the more you'll charge. For example, an online business owner who needs both e-commerce and an online learning platform will require certain tools like WooCommerce and LearnDash to be able to make their site work. Now, there may be a premium plugin licenses you'll need to calculate in and make sure that they understand that those licenses are an annual cost. Now, maybe a local restaurant you work with needs a menu page that they can and need to update on their own. Creating a simple layout that they can adjust without breaking the design is another advanced, more complex feature that a lot of web, web developers and designers simply won't do for them. So some of these advanced features also add a great deal of value into the websites you're building for your clients too, on top of the time it takes you to build them. Now our last one, number seven, what the website will do for your clients. And that value is huge for what you can charge your clients. What's the potential ROI for the websites you're building? If you're working with a smaller business who just needs a home online and they're not doing a ton of marketing, the chances are they're not going to get a huge ROI from their website, especially not right away. But if you're working with an e-commerce business or a business that drives a ton of direct traffic to their website and has a marketing plan in place, they might be getting a huge ROI for that website you built. Simply put, you don't want to charge $5,000 to a company that may never earn $1,000 from their website. That'll just make them mad. But you also don't want to charge $5,000 to a company that will earn $15,000 in their first month. One of the ways to delve into this is simply ask what their marketing plan looks like. How much are they earning for their website now? Where would they like their new website to take them financially? What kind of ROI are they hoping for? Knowing what their actual goals and numbers are will help you know roughly what you can and should charge. <sighs> okay, phew. Those are a lot of things to keep in mind when pricing a website, but we're not done quite yet. When it comes to setting up a price for a website, you have one more thing to consider. Will you be charging hourly or a flat rate for the websites you're building? Now, charging hourly means you're paid for every scope creep, every revision, and every single hour you put into the project. 
a lot of clients actually expect an hourly rate, so it doesn't take a huge explanation in the sale process. Even if you're charging hourly, you should provide a ballpark estimate so your client knows roughly what they can expect to pay and they can decide on communication with you when you start to go over that estimate. My preferred method is actually billing at a flat rate. This helps me to not only bill on value instead of my time spent, but it's also a lower risk for my clients. They like knowing exactly what they're going to pay. I can't tell you how many times I've had a prospect tell me they were quoted one price for a website, ended up paying double because it was billed hourly. Now, even if that was their fault for requesting out of scope changes and revisions, it still left a bad taste in their mouth and made them reluctant to trust another website developer. When you're billing flat rate, you still want to estimate internally how much time the website will take to build. That's how you come up with your basic number. And then you can add a buffer of so many hours to account for revisions and the values you're bringing to the business with the new website. But another advantage to a flat rate, it's easy to turn a flat rate website price into some recurring revenue. You could allow them to pay down their full website fee over the course of, say, a year and bundle it with SEO, website maintenance, hosting, or other digital marketing skills like copywriting and email marketing to provide even more value for their website. Of course, if you do bundle in additional services, you need to add that into the monthly fee. Don't do that work for free, but it helps you to get some recurring revenue into your business. And then you simply create a package for their second year where you provide the additional services that you sold them, but they're done paying down the website portion. Remember too, that if you're charging a website over the course of a year, that you need to calculate in some interest. Clients who pay up front should get a bit of a discount compared to those who are paying over time. I, I, I charge less than what a credit card charges for your interest, though, just my opinion. Now, one thing I will tell you, even if you are not charging hourly, Always track your time for every website you build. Knowing how much time and effort is put into a website will help you to better determine pricing down the road. You'll definitely get better with pricing the more you build websites too. The awesome thing is, is that once you feel comfortable charging the rates you want to charge, you'll start to attract the right kinds of clients. You just have to be confident in your skills and be sure to communicate the value of what you're providing in the website you're building. Those seven factors we discussed, turn all of those around on your prospect and show them the amount of value they're getting when they work with you. The better you get, the fewer people will bat an eye at paying those prices. Well, thank you all for listening to our episode this week. If you want to catch more digital masters, you can subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast app or visit us at digitalmasterspodcast.com. If you have any questions or you want to learn more about digital marketing, follow us on Instagram at digitalmasterspodcast or visit us online at becomeadigitalmaster.com. Can't wait to talk to you all again next week.